0: Hi, folks. Um, okay, content warning number one. We will have some medical discussion. Um, I don't think we'll be talking ADHD or anything too serious on that, but that is, you know, just just go and warn. Uh, second, we have pets. Sergey is now on my desk saying, I love you, I love you, I love you, whether I want him to or not, which is what Sergei does. And after I'm done recording, I will go put chickens to bed because that's another thing I do. And thirdly, we swear a lot. Frequently, I swear at Sergei. Yes, you. Um, You know what? Let me move my mouse so you don't accidentally click something you shouldn't, like this stop recording button. And don't... Why are you... He's circling my desk. I'm pretty sure... Whoops. <laughs> that was me dropping my headphones on the desk. Um, look, here is a big empty place that you can lay down. And I can rub your head. Yes. So, uh, anyway, uh, often we're swearing at the cats. So, it is a thing that happens. Yes, Sergey, you know, if you just lay down, I can just do that. And yeah, okay, yes, I will rub your ears. So, hi folks, welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode 309. I have a great interview. I had a lot of fun um, talking to uh, Dave Pygon about all his productivity and his new book. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, And then, let's just rip off that band-aid. Um, Ursula had a procedure today it was a um, to take samples for a biopsy of some fibroids um, in her uh, breasts well just one not both and you know so we're a little twitchy she's obviously stressed she's taking the night off because she you know, She's in pain. The painkiller is worn off, um, and you can get full details on her Twitter for those of you who who know. You know there is there are threads on Twitter of uh, the entire history of this, or not the entire history, but you know the the steps and the doctor visits and live tweeting the actual procedure itself. Dear God, yeah. Anyway, you can check that out. Um, so I've had a stressful day, uh, but oddly productive. Like yesterday, I was a little scattered. Monday, I had some good focus. Um, today I had some great focus and knocked a whole bunch of stuff out after, um, after we got home and Ursula settled down and waited for her painkillers to, um, wear off. So yeah, um, a little stressed. Uh, Everything's fine. We're still in great shape. Uh, We don't expect anything sad or bad to come out of this, but you know what? Just in case, um, it's necessary. Also, I just want a reminder that if you are due a mammogram, a colon cancer screening, a, you know, uh, all the usual screenings, go get them done. Please. Uh, We want to have all of you around for as long as as we can, and uh, you know what, uh, productivity looks like taking care of that sort of thing. And it's better to know and get treatment than not know and surprise everyone, as it were. So now, uh, now that we've gotten the downer stuff out of the way, and hey, I'm excited because I, I submitted a uh, um, patch to an open source project that I'm kind of getting paid to work on right now, but in any case it'll be my first accepted contribution if it gets included and I'm you know I'm doing a little happy dance about that I'll do an even bigger happy dance if it actually gets you know accepted and it's part of the next release wouldn't that be exciting and then I'll tell you all about it and be like ooh look at the thing I did anyway um other things I've done I talked to this great guy his name's Dave Pygon uh not only did he write a book but he owns a um, a consulting group called uh, Pygon1.com, and Dave is just a joy to talk to, and I cannot wait to share that with you so you can have it right after this. hi folks I am here today with Dave uh, pygon am I saying that right oh, I should have asked. Nope. all right we good Pigon. you got it all right um, who has graciously agreed to appear on the show this week and so Dave can you honestly do a better job introducing yourself than I just did and tell us a little bit about what you do?
1: Kevin, I'd love to. I'd love to. So first of all, thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure and truly my honor to be here with you, uh, really. Uh, I'm Dave Pygon. I am president of Pygon One Consulting. And uh, I did consulting years ago. I've had the fortune to work with three large companies, work for, I should say, Automatic Data Processing, Alcon Laboratories, and Novartis. And uh, Twenty years of leadership. Not that I'm an expert in that, but that was uh, a big part of my life, and there was consulting involved. And uh, I finally made a decision, Kevin. Oh, just over a year ago, I said, "You know what? I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to." I don't want to say the corporate America was a cushy job because it wasn't. It was a lot of hard
2: work. <laughs> I so know, I don't right? Say
1: that, but I decided to uh, bet on myself, take a risk and do something that uh, I'm really passionate and I love doing. And my why is really, really simple and easy. I get up every day and I get to help people and make a difference in their lives and companies. I I mean, it's really that simple for me. So Pygon One has given me that opportunity to do that here in Chicago. Virtual has changed the world for all of us. Oh, I
0: know. Yeah.
1: Myself. I'm not in hotels very often. And, um, I wrote a book.
0: That yeah, just, yeah, I, I, I heard that. Yeah, really yeah, talk yeah. About well, We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get but you. you you wrote a book, and and uh, I'm excited. But I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but I think it's somewhere in my email <laughs> right now. Oh, you good. Um, we'll get you one. I know the right. author. Yeah, exactly. I know the author. I know. Um, yeah. uh, all right, so you have a lot going on with that, and I'm sure there's like – um, other things going on in your life that contribute to everything. So how do you keep yourself productive? Not just on a professional, but on a, a personal level, because you got to. You're doing it yourself. It's your own company. It's got a mesh. I, I understand that almost instinctively in these days.
1: Correct. Well, I think Mark Twain said it best when he said, write what you know. That's really the sweet spot I'm in in my life right now, Kevin. It's a ton of work. Uh, My wife was amazing, Susan. She's a school Mm -hmm. teacher. Wow. Kevin, she's the lady she'd actually care when you talk. She would (laughs) listen and really like, oh, tell me more. Yeah, yeah. Next time you're in Lombard, make sure you call us. We'll pick you up at the airport. She's one of those. Uh, She's amazing. but She needs a vacation, not just because she's had a long school year, but you counted the other day since I started the company. I started the podcast, Win the 16, and then the right. book, I've had five days off where I just did nothing but whatever we were doing. So there's a lot going on, but when you're doing things you're passionate about, you know it's work, but it's a lot more enjoyment than work. How do I keep it together, you asked? Mm-hmm. I got a couple things. So I'm big into mind and body, health. So my organization starts with my whoop on my wrist. (laughs) That keeps going. Oh, yeah. It starts with sleep. I'm a big proponent of that. We're going to get into it. But when the 16, the book that I wrote, as well as a program that I do with my company, it is, there's 24 hours in a day. Even though many of us don't get it, sleep is good for us. All the data supports it. Uh, seven to nine hours, no matter your age. We're just better, Kevin, as you know. I oh,
2: yeah.
1: It. We're just better. So I came up with we've got 16 hours to optimize our day. So that's how Win the 16 came from. How do I stay organized? It starts with my whoop. That tells me right out of the gate, first thing in the morning, how did I do in my REM? How did I do with my deep sleep? Yeah, yeah. So right out of the gate, there's my one organizational productivity because it starts there. Yep. Uh, from I there. mean, I
0: got my aura for that, and I oh, love this thing. Fantastic. Yeah, How do you like that? I, I love it. I love it. My only thing is uh, I occasionally forget to charge it. But um, got it. Uh, as longtime listeners have heard, I learned how to turn off my alarm from my watch. So had to find a different way to track my sleep. Okay. And uh, and the URA has been just amazing for uh, that. It, I always
1: tell people, whatever you're using and it works for you, that's great. Whatever it is. So I'm not here to I'm not here oh, to push yeah, whoop yeah. on anybody. But I am saying, whatever tool you have, because you asked the question about organizing. So oh yeah, get, yeah, yeah. It starts right there. Uh, it, it actually mm-hmm. starts the night before. I have my glass of water already next to my bed. I've got my whoop charged and ready to go. Make sure I get my sleep. And when I get up first thing in the morning, um, I have – I don't call it a routine. I built in what I call habits. To me, yeah, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, at PyGon1, we believe routines. And the example I always give, a routine is for the person who gets up every day at 6 a.m., but they hit the snooze button. They kind of roll around. Yeah, yeah. I have to go. Can I? And then they always do get up and go, but they're kind of fighting it. I Mine's more of a habit. I get up, I drink my water, I take my cold shower, I have my checklist. We make the bed, I do my 30 push-ups, I do my meditation, my gratitude real quick, and that's my organization to kick off the day immediately Wow! um, to kind of start my day. So that's just, I don't need it in my computer, I don't need it on my phone, I got that because that's just a habit now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cold shower, though. Oh, yes.
1: I, what's your thought on that, Kevin? How are you on the cold showers?
0: I, I am. I am not a fan. Um, got it. Okay. You know, I have. I have done it when you know when pressed. Oh man, I lived. I was renting a room in New York City, and if I didn't time it just right, and you know, like one of the neighbors hit the like had their shower before I could, you know, before I got up. That was it, and it was always sort of like a brisk, very sudden start to the day, which I'm not a big fan of. Sure, but you know, whatever works for you, right? Exactly, and that's what I always tell people.
1: For me, it's invigorating; it gets me going. And I even even on a Saturday, we were going out Saturday night, and it was a little you know, a little groggy at five o'clock. A cold shower for me; it just get three, four, five minutes in there, I am ready to go.
0: I am I I am in awe of your fortitude. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so and I mean this this is also leading over into the what does a typical day look like? So we may just yeah. skip that later. But that I mean so that gets you going. That gets you going in the morning and then it's like what's next? How do you So you're ready to go, but the question is, you know how how do you sort it? How do you um, track it? Or you know what tools are you using? Yeah, sure. So uh, electronically,
1: my calendar, Mm -hmm. my phone is everything. I already put in the date you gave me when this podcast is being heard. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that controls my day. I base my days on productivity, not the work hours. Right, right. I'm a huge proponent. I say it in the book. I communicate this to my clients. You need to win your day by 10 or 11 o'clock. You need to check off your priorities, your goals, your to-dos that have to be done early and get them done. So that leads me into your organization productivity. I go after right. big fish first. Now, sometimes that always can't happen. Uh, I, I get a, I have a big appointment with my new best friend Kevin at five thirty in the day. That's a <laughs> for me. that's going to happen later in the day. I get it. Right. But generally speaking, I'm a proponent of, and I try to live by it. And I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. At it. I want to be on the offense early in the day. I have a funny, cute story about this. If I can share, sure. So I read years ago this article about, hey, don't check email. Don't check your text right away. Get out and get after it. Get on your priorities. Get on the the offense. I read it that night. I go, you know what, Kevin? I'm going to do that. I'm going to start doing that tomorrow morning. Of course. I get a call from my boss at that time. The VP. Yep. Hey, great guy, by the way. Yeah. Hey, everything okay? I said, yeah, it's great. He goes, oh, because you never miss things. Did you not get the message? We had an urgent call today at 8 (laughs) o'clock. Lesson learned: If you're going to do this, tell your boss and the few people that need to know what you're doing that that's how you start your day. You don't go to your emails or texts right away if they need you. And he was great about it. He goes, you know what, Dave? I'm glad you're doing that. We all need to do that, What is what he said. From now on, I'll make sure... I text you urgently and let you know if that ever should happen. Yeah. Um so I try to do that too. I don't get ba- I don't get bogged down on email. So if you sent me one this morning, Kevin, I wouldn't be getting, I wouldn't be looking at it at 6 a.m. or 7. I would be getting my workout in. I would be getting a couple of proposals which I had to get out this morning, which is real. And I would be doing that. I was preparing. I had a, an important call today at eleven. That I needed. yeah yeah. I had all of that done today by nine o'clock. I felt good about myself. I felt accomplished. That's how I organize and live my day. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really important, like really, really important in my yeah yeah, yeah. I'll put sticky notes up. <laughs> so, Aren't I'm they showing, great? I'm showing my age at fifty three. But I'll do that every once in a while. If something's really, really, really important, that'll be on my desk or a mirror in my bathroom.
0: I, I was going to say, you're not showing your age. You're like only, uh, I would say at that point, you are at most 11 months older than I am. So <laughs> you, we are aligned. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. No, love sticky notes. Oh, man. Huge. Yeah. Um yeah, do you have All right, I'm going to ask the question because I know everybody asks this when when people talk about they actually use pen and pencil or pen and paper to write things down. Do you have like a brand of pen or pencil that is just like the one you have to use or is there a go-to pen? I'm a pen head too, so, you know, or is it just whatever's handy?
1: <laughs> it is whatever's handy, but the audience can't see today. I have win the sixteen Pygon One Consulting pens. Oh, so that, there you go. That tends to <laughs> be my pen of choice. Right. So that would be more of my marketing than it would be. uh a Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pen that. Uh, what's your? What is your go-to pen?
0: Um. So when I'm doing physical writing, it's probably uh, what have I got over here? Um, I tend to grab out of my my inexpensive fountain pen collection that I just keep by my desk. So uh, this is, uh, so like the the top out was a pilot Plumex and I love pilot fountain pens because no matter how inexpensive, uh, even the disposables, they all use basically the same nib. So it doesn't matter how much you've spent, you get almost the same writing experience between the $5 disposable and the several thousand dollar gold nib. Yeah.
1: <laughs> How many Mont Blancs you got over there? What do we, what do we got? Anything? Um,
0: I got a couple in one of my cases, um, but a big pilot and a pilot. Um, uh, now, why can't I remember the Namiki and, uh, and Lamy fan here. Got it.
1: Got it. I, I lost my Mount Blanc. Oh, uh, it must have been five, six years ago at the airport. Ugh. I haven't got one since. Yeah. That it turned me off. <laughs> I'm like, even though it was completely, we're all about accountability here. I was fully accountable. <laughs> it was no one's fault.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I don't take the really fancy expensive ones. They don't leave the house. Yeah. That's a, yeah. 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 yeah.
1: I, I wish I would have known you six, seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, um, all right. Sticky notes, uh, phone and calendar, which is, I, I swear everybody, I don't even, I, I almost don't need to ask anymore. It's like, do you have a calendar? Yes. It's on my phone. Uh, you know, there are people who are still using paper planners and it works great for them. And it's always fascinating to talk about, but you know, most people these days, yeah, absolutely. We are driven by the calendar and we keep it on our phone.
1: Do you know what, uh, where I'm not I'm not there yet. I still, when I'm with clients and talking with you, I'm mm-hmm. still, I still write down in in my pie on one binder. I still, mm-hmm. write, I've not gotten to taking notes. And I just had someone the other day tell me it's a game changer, an executive at a company I work with. He's like, it's so easy now. The pad he's using,
0: it's a game uh, changer. Is it- is it the Remarkable? Because that's what I'm using. That's so I take all my notes. Yeah, it is. The Remarkable 2 has been an absolute game changer in terms of being able to just write something digitally. Boom, it's in a PDF. Boom, I can get it in my cloud. It is, yeah. I love it.
1: Yeah, it must be. Because the iPad, I, it's okay. I didn't love yeah. it. I didn't love it for my notes. Um, he swears by it. The other day, he was just yeah, talking yeah.
0: about it. Yeah, no, but the um uh, I think the, the thing about the Remarkable is it does one thing and it does one thing as well, which is it is made to be a digital paper. And you write on it. And it is uh it has been like an absolute joy to use for I think I've had this one for almost two years now. Mm. Like it's been a while.
1: Um right, I got a kitchen.
0: Yeah. You 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 and Anthony
1: both motivated me.
0: Yeah, I will tell you, though, don't spend the money on their default pen, because this is um, a digital stylus from uh, Stadler. I got it on, I think, Amazon for like 50 bucks, whereas they want $120 for their special remarkable marker. And I'm like, this works. I have it, and it was really expensive. And I'm like, this works so much better and feels much more natural because it feels like a pencil. Makes sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Logical. Mhm. Make sure I put a note to uh, link to that in the show notes. Um, Great idea. Yeah. Oh, I, I link. I will. I link to all kinds of crazy things in the show notes. You never know. It's. <laughs> um. Cool. Um. See, so knocking it out by eleven. That means you can do. That's the the big important stuff. So. Um, Hopefully you eat in there sometime. I do.
1: i am ai am am a I'm yeah. a, I'm a 16-hour fast usually. Okay. Depending on the day. But uh yes. Yes. I, yeah. I do my shake after I work out usually. Mm-hmm. I do my thing, but uh yeah.
0: Yes, yeah. Got to fit that in there. Yeah. But you get you get all afternoon then is that when you get your deep focus time or is that when you or is the morning deep focus and the afternoon is when you're dealing with things like you know people like me bothering you No, oh, oh. <laughs> good pleasure
1: good pleasure kevin uh, it's, it's you know, one thing i learned from the writing experience kevin mm-hmm. and i didn't know this i mean i knew people have more creative times than others mm-hmm. and i'm sure you and ursula probably could do a better job than I talking about that. I did learn I wrote now creatively. I wrote mm-hmm. creatively better in the mornings than I did later. Now, people said, oh, then all you did was write in the mornings. No. When I was coming up with ideas and topics and chapters and stories. I did better than, from that standpoint, Mm -hmm. didn't mean I couldn't write other times of the day. But personally, my creative mojo is best early in the morning for ideas, marketing, and creativity for me. How about you?
0: I'm an afternoon person. Mm. um I don't know what it is but uh I will start to hit my stride I think about one in the afternoon which is about the time all my meetings end for whatever reason um and then I can really i just I can just get into that groove and lately it's been coding right uh I've been doing some uh you know improvements on some open source projects and some stuff for work and I find that there's a, a three four hour block in the afternoon that if it clicks, I can just push stuff out. Got it, okay. you know, but early in the morning, it just it's just not moving. It doesn't move as quickly and um, and I, I think I've always been that way.
1: Yes, and, yeah, and I think it's in a great the point for both of us there is that's where mm-hmm. communicating with people and understanding people is so critical in this great planet Earth we live on. There's not a right or wrong, and it's not about putting people in boxes. You and I just will do it differently at different times of the day, and it's so imperative people find that because it can be very impactful to your life and your career. Yeah,
0: yeah. and I'm, I'm always a, a little suspicious of someone who says, you absolutely must get up at 5 a.m. You absolutely must do this kind of work at this time of day uh, because I'm like, you don't know me. Yeah. Um, you, you don't know who's reading it, and, you know, uh, when people, if it doesn't work for them, then you know they feel shame and that they have somehow failed, which is what we want to avoid.
1: Oh, yeah. absolutely! And I, I think in, in leadership roles, that's one of the reasons why. And I'm not saying I'm the guru to that. I'm just saying you know, one of the reasons people fail in leaderships is because. They try to put some people in boxes and they try to get them. It's funny. I always found this interesting, Kevin, that we hire these people who are phenomenal at something and then we spend most of our time with them talking about the things they're not phenomenal about. But that's not why we hired them in the first place. We hired them. They were an amazing coder. Uh, I'll get in your realm for a second. And then we spend all the time talking and working with them on things that they're not great instead of spending all our time making them even maybe better coders because they probably enjoy, they probably love it. And their opportunity for growth is probably way harder, higher and our return on our investment is probably higher if we can get them even better at the things they're spectacular at.
0: Yeah, or um, as I have so often seen, and I'm sure you've seen this in the technology field as well, you take someone who is a high performer who's expressed an interest in going into management or leadership or something along those lines. And instead of coaching them or develop developing those skills in them, they just drop them in the job and say, great, you're a manager now. Or, great, you're a team lead now. And you know they're floundering and it's super stressful because they didn't have any of the support that they needed to be successful at it. And I think that's, you know, a great, you know, weakness, I think, in a lot of, a lot of places.
1: We just talked, uh, uh my brother and I do a podcast mm-hmm. together. We have a blast by the way. we enjoy. Oh
0: yeah. He's a really smart guy.
1: He's an anesthesiologist, he used to be a chief medical officer. So he's got executive experience and C-suite. And we talked about our whole podcast, our, our things, our skills that all can be developed. You know, you can develop leadership skills you can develop management skills you can develop discipline mental toughness they are skills that we all can work on if we choose to and getting dumped into these roles without training and developing and continuing to grow at these skills is crazy
0: it's 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 incredibly difficult um yeah you know and i've watched some really good technical people end up you know uh, on the unemployment line or whatever because they couldn't they didn't have the skills they didn't have what they needed to be an effective team lead or a manager um although i've seen a couple who are just like you know what this isn't for me i want to go back to being a technical person Mm -hmm. and uh you know at least the company i'm at right now that is something you can do um and i remember vividly like uh, it was what All right. It was a long time ago when I was doing the contract work at IBM and there was uh, uh, one of the designers for hardware. And they were like, you know, he used to be like the third level manager. And I'm like, really? Is it? Yeah, no. He said he he didn't like it. He didn't want to do it anymore. And so he went back to being just, you know, the guy who's designing chips. Got it. And I mean, you know, that's a great bit of self-awareness, too. Absolutely. You
1: know, Kevin, the one gentleman that we were talking about or woman, I don't know if you said it was Mm -hmm. in there. What was their motivating factor for leaving the one role to get into leadership? Was there specific something that caught their eye, why they took the leap? It
0: was, um, it was a natural growth at the time because this person has been with the company for, oh, like seven, eight years, right? He was part of the company that we acquired that became one of our solutions, right? And so as things, you know, it was like, he was one of three and then they hired on a couple more. And so he was sort of, you know, leading that. And then, you know, over time, it it was just, he. he it reached a point where it's like, you know what? This, this isn't what I really want to be here for anymore. And- you know, I, I, as far as I know, last time I talked to him, he was much happier. He was significantly more productive and was having a bigger impact than he ever did as a manager.
1: Yeah, good luck. You know, good good for him to get back to where yeah. where home is. I I'm such a believer in leadership and management. I I'm such a uh, when I look at our four favorite sports teams in Chicago's, the ones that do well and the ones that don't, and, and in corporate America, usually yeah. fail. It's usually leadership has a big play in it and it's it just baffles my mind that we still at times are putting people in positions without getting i see i look at that i look at we did your friend a disservice we should have had him prepared ready to go not to be perfect on day one but the basic skills of what type of leader you're gonna be what do you love doing what don't you like doing, like all that stuff so we owe it to him so he can flourish
0: or you know, in the case of effective leader with a small small team right, and then there is always the the corporate of well, you're doing good you're you're doing good, so here's more, here's more, here's more, yeah, like you know it was it was a it was much more a growth problem on the part of we're exploding you know we we have tripled i want to say it feels like we've tripled in size since i joined the company four years ago good for you you know and so it's it's one of those where yes um it would have been great if he had had that support early early but when you're in startup mode right when you're in recently acquired mode it's really hard to identify that and but you know it's easy to go they're doing a great job let's just you know keep doing what works
1: right I wish I knew yeah. you then, Kevin. I'd have been a plane to help y'all.
0: <laughs> That's a perfect. Sentence. I don't get to make those decisions. <laughs> yes, yes,
1: yes. I could
0: helped you, or him. Yeah. Uh, no, he's great. He's 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 having a great time now. So, you know, um. Right, so we're gonna. Uh, you get through all that, the afternoon time how does how does the wind down happen because you talked about preparing for bed the night before but you got to do the wind down leading and we're big fans of uh you know we catch up on our shows and play our play our video games or whatever after dinner um until it you know time to sleep um what's your evenings look like as you you wind down towards getting that 8 hours
1: sure Uh, It was funny. I I was doing a win the 16 talk the other day. And one of the questions was, uh, do you feel guilty if you're watching a television show with your wife uh, uh, late at night or the weekends? And I (laughs) guess so I clearly uh, I needed to do a uh, let's talk about the big picture, your mind and body. Um, Yeah, yeah. We all we just watched Succession the other night. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, so I won't say anything. So we watch that. No, no, no. no. So we have our shows that Susan and I watch. She's busy too, uh-huh. so our schedules work pretty well because she's got to get up early in the morning to get her day, and she does her workouts after work. So we usually have dinner around six thirty-five uh-huh. together. Uh, whoever's home first makes it. She's a good- <laughs> We're both good cooks. We both love cooking. Uh, we, we enjoy it, so it's not a job. Sometimes time isn't always on our side. but
0: That one, yeah, so familiar with that, we, yeah.
1: But we're pretty good about preparation because we like to eat healthy. So we're pretty yeah, good yeah. about that. So that would be our wind-down time. Now that it's getting nice out too, we'll I, – I like walking in the cold. She doesn't, <laughs> so now that it's nicer out, we'll go for walks after dinner usually to get, just kind of get the food, get that blood sugar oh, yeah. level exactly. down a little bit. And that's our wind-down time. Go upstairs, get ready for bed, either read a little bit, and then we'll watch something, and then we'll say goodnight.
0: Have you watched Severance yet? I have not. Uh,
1: is that Apple?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard about it. It's, wow. It It really blew me away, that one. So oh, like
1: severance okay mm-hmm. right. give me uh i feel like i'm, I'm the, i feel like i'm the the guy now Give me uh two shows two others i gotta write them down two
0: others two um, others that you loved i am uh to be honest i am loving um high desert right now, um which is currently running on apple um and it's not it's still in progress and uh to keep the apple theme um I mean, I could go into, here are all the things we love on Disney, here are all the things, but um, since tonight is new episode night for us, if you haven't been watching Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso is by far one of the most wholesome sports comedy dramas you will ever see. I've seen the first two uh, seasons. Yes, yeah, so yeah. Season three is just amazing so far.
1: And he's a good example getting back to leadership not the yeah. technical that he was—he's so good at. It's the people side. He, mm-hmm. he oh was yeah, hired because he could code. He was hired because he could get people to do those things very well. He's a great example, and I bring him up sometimes in some of my leadership development trainings and for people who like Ted Lasso because he's a great example of. Oh yeah, we don't need the best technical guy to lead a team. We don't need the best. Baseball hitter to coach a baseball
0: team, and and he's got well, I mean, and by the end of season two, of course, he's got Roy and he's got Coach Beard doing that part. Correct. Right. Yeah. Definitely. But he's, but he he does the inspiration, he sets the direction, he has the vision for the team, and he gets everybody aligned. Correct. Yeah,
1: that's uh, that's a great. Give me one for a. Uh, give me one for Netflix or HBO Max.
0: Oh, um HBO Max, if you haven't watched 30 Coins, I will warn you it is in it is subtitled in Spanish, mostly. Um <laughs> that's fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. Um <laughs> let's call it a religious horror. Um it 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 isn't uh, it's drama, it's horror, um, but it wow. deals with a, a priest and demons, and it is oh, it's amazing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, do I have anything? What, what have I, I've watched so much on Netflix over the years past, but um, I
1: just loved it. It's like, you'll be shocked. Cause I didn't see it. Maybe.
0: Oh God. I, I would almost have to look, but, um, uh, all right. This here's, here's the, here's the, uh, the, the side one, the, uh, the comedy, um, the, the cartoon, I mean, I love Disenchanted, but um, it's the one about the a, the government agency that runs all the conspiracy theories, and it is absolutely ridiculous. And now I have to look right, um, and slapstick, and funny, and just that hint of subversiveness that is, uh, um, let's see, Netflix you can animation, you can put conspiracy. In-
1: Huh. Put it in your uh, show notes. Inside job. That's what it is. Inside job. Never heard of it. Yeah. No. no okay. It's, uh... I wrote them down. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, to um
0: Yeah. What about what? Um, so you've you've been doing um uh, Succession, which I haven't watched yet. Yes. I don't want to ruin it.
1: I'm not even saying anything for people.
0: No, no, no. I mean, we just powered through every season of Mash in the evening. Oh, so yeah. Wow, absolutely brilliant. Holds up amazingly well. Wow. Right. Yeah. Um, Isn't it,
1: Don't they say in the podcast business that that's grassroots? When five or ten years later, your podcast. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Isn't that called grassroots? I thought I thought I learned that. I don't know. I, I
0: haven't heard uh, that one
1: before. But, uh, that's when yeah. you know you've got a good one where five or ten years from now, that show, you could play it and it's plausible. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Enjoyable. Yeah. Maybe you learned something.
0: Yeah, no. And it was always sort of surprising how they were squeezing in what today are considered social norms, but at the time were you know, um, groundbreaking subversive things, the entire episode about how the nurses weren't getting paid anywhere near as much as the doctors or the one male nurse who wasn't, who was a nurse, but he was a private sweeping floors because obviously men couldn't be nurses. Right. I mean, just whoa, yeah. kind of stuff. Different, yeah. Different times. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. We have covered a lot of ground so uh let's see, and we've got your habits. we've got what a typical day looks like. we've got a pretty good idea of the tools you use did you do you have a favorite what did you write the book in? Did you just use word or docs or something or
1: i i had a um i specific it's j. w Smith software that i used j w smith j Smith I used that software and it was good i what I liked about mm-hmm. the one was it gave you the amount of words. Okay. It also gave you the amount of time the mm-hmm. average reader it would take them
0: to read. Oh, interesting.
1: So my book, Win the 16 Principles and Strategies to Optimize Your Day, right, is a self-help book. Uh, the chapters are discipline, habits, mental toughness, change, agility, goals, healthy lifestyle, accountability, time management. Where I'm going with that is this. Um, they're short, quick hits, Kevin. They're five to yeah. seven pages. It's a two-hour read. It's supposed to be a book that you can get through and you can go back to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When flipping or – uh, you know, I don't want to attack everything. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't attack growth mindset. I'm going to go back to that chapter because there's yeah, many yeah. things. It's so content driven. The book I give stories. I think stories are great. Examples are great. They're fun. They're engaging. But just the content, uh, you're not going to. I talk about the book. It's about little steps. Yeah, yeah. You haven't exercised in a long time. No problem. Don't worry about it. Start with a five minute walk. Yeah, that's it. Nothing more. If you haven't read in a long time, read a page. Start. Yeah. Simple. Go to an audiobook, maybe
0: whatever it might be. Start simple. We're it's, big fans of reading here. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I said we're big fans of reading here. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Whatever it might be. Um, start slow. Start slow. Get get some early successes. In little wins.
0: All right. Um, Awesome. All right. Are you ready for the fun questions? These are my favorite questions. I think they're fun. Let's do it. All right. right. So we're just, for those of you following along at home, this would be question number five on the question webpage. Um, (laughs) So, what is the best advice? Uh, you have been given, and/or in addition to um, the best advice you'd give, some, you, you would give somebody else. And read your book is implicit in that last one, so you don't have to. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I got a recommendation for you. Buy "Win the sixteen on Amazon.
0: Yeah, right,
2: right.
1: <laughs> we got a lot of advice in there. Uh, okay, the best one. I knew you were going to ask me that. Um, hmm. I had so many because I've been blessed to be by good people, and I'm sure everyone says that. I'm going to go to the simple one. Treat people well. You'll never regret it.
0: That is like golden and advice for the ages, and I wish more people followed it.
1: I grew up on the south side of Chicago, Everybody knows everybody. I now live, not far, I live in the South Loop, so I'm still South Side. And everybody knows everybody. And in the business world, and I'm not, I'm not breaking ground here right now on the news no. by what I'm about to say, but the world's getting smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, treat, treat somebody not so well, that's going to come back somewhere, some way. Um, and it, it really is pretty simple. But if you can do that, good things will happen oh yeah, so oh, that's yeah. the one i did the one i I'm sharing I'm kind of running mm-hmm. this one lately I've become i just we just did a podcast on risk I've become a mm-hmm. believer and that is bet on yourself, take a risk and that doesn't mean quit your job and start and go start a company. what it means is Well-thought-out, strategic, well-planned, organized, run by your inner circle of people that know you very well, Mm -hmm. love you. They know the good of you, the bad of you, all of that, and get their insight and feedback on it. And you might be surprised what you hear. And you might do things at work or personally that you never would have done, whatever that might be. Oh yeah, on yourself. You you might be surprised. Um, I read a book last two years, no, yeah, a year ago, and they talk about what's the risk if you don't do it. No one ever thinks about that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, There, uh, we were actually. One of our favorite podcasts is um, "If Books Could Kill," where they go back and read and deconstruct the, you know, foundational um, books on like business or economics or whatever. Mm. And um, like they did one on economics that just, it was vicious, but it wasn't, but it wasn't like lies. It was, you know, here's everything that is good about this book. And everything else that is completely wrong about it. And they're doing their, their, the latest one is a two-parter on the book Nudge. I don't know if you read that one. No, I didn't. Um, yeah, where it it was uh, the the economic theory that just by changing little things or by the appearance of something, you can nudge people towards specific decisions. Um, but they they start with, okay, Here is here are the parts that, are very good. And yes, there is risk aversion. People are risk averse to trying new things, to doing things differently. Um, even economically they're risk averse, um, or can be. And so, you know, we're all, I think in some ways like unsure and afraid to take that step. Yeah. uh, Right. Me
1: too. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. That's why getting your inner circle, I think is so critical. The people that know you so, so well, can really help you because they might say hey kevin you're out of your mind that's i know you i don't see how that's going to work or they might be so supportive it might give you that additional confidence you need to take the jump
0: yeah no and powerful uh, yeah no my wife has absolutely looked at me and said you're out of your mind here's why okay that makes absolute. Empirical sense, not just you know. No, you believe in me. You've encouraged me on other things, but this one thing that I just pitched to you, or I just said offhand I'd like to do, you were like, no.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> and here's why. Well, not just no, but yeah, you know, maybe that's not a good idea. And it's you're absolutely right. You've got to have those trusted people around you who will help you make those honest sort of evaluations of things.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, you don't want everybody around you either. Yes woman or man, or someone just like you. It's funny. My three friends in the inner circle, um, at, with my company, we do personality assessments and disc with customers all the time. And I'm a big believer in that not to change people, just to get people to understand others so we can better equip how we behave to help. Mm -hmm. We talk to Ursula and Kevin and my, it's interesting. My three top people, they're critical thinkers.
2: Highly critical.
1: So anytime I'm doing anything, I run that. I'm going to get 12 questions come flying at me. What about this? What about (laughs) this? What about this? about Mm -hmm. about this? So for me, it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For me, I get that Mm -hmm. from these guys, uh, and it's wonderful.
0: Yeah. And it's important to have people like that around. I'm not saying it is isn't important also to have – you know, supportive people who are going to be there for you even when you fall flat on your face. Sure. Which brings us to the next question. Wow, I did a great segue there. Yes. Um, and that is, um, how do you deal with failure when you miss that goal? Yes. Inner circle. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, because they're the ones you go to. You know, I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna go broadcast it on the internet or broadcast it with strangers right. or. You go and they're the people you can talk to and really one, if it's a big priority that was a miss, right? There's the one they're the ones who are gonna be empathetic with you. Yep. They're also gonna be the ones that tell you that wasn't a miss. You're looking mm-hmm. at it completely wrong. You're looking at it this way, or with the information you had at that moment, you did all the right things, and that's that's not the end. Um, so, failures to me, I don't know about you, Kevin, but as I've gotten older, I'm better with failure than I was when I was oh. in my 20s and 30s. There, I wanted God, to be yes. perfect, and perfect. I don't want to say I would hide it, but I didn't embrace it like I do. Now I almost feel like um, I almost feel empowered that I can tell you hey, Kevin, let me tell you what my miss is. I've admitted people ask me about me leaving my really good job in corporate America to do my own thing. How about if it doesn't work? I said, I am gonna learn so much.
0: Oh yeah. I
1: this no matter what happens, I've already won.
0: I it's I I, and I have noticed that in myself as well as I've gotten older. It's like okay, stop, reassess. If I need to you know, if it's if it's a really big thing, and I need to step back, and I need to apologize to somebody, or I need to, you know, somehow um, make up for it, or you know, if it was a work thing, renegotiate or whatever. You know, that is that is the way of the world. It isn't um, as I've had to say to people, even in my, you know, in in professional spaces. I don't work in an industry. We don't work in an industry where it's life or death. You know, if there's an outage no one is dying because our website isn't, a website isn't responding. Mm-hmm. Or if there is, maybe we need to talk to them about why their life or death technology is literally dependent on a website. Right. But that's a whole other discussion. for another. Day. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's never life or death. Um, and so maybe we take it down a notch. Let's look at it from a different angle and not freak out and panic because there's no reason to freak out and panic you know that has not yeah okay occasionally that has not made friends with executives who are like we're losing x amount of money by the minute because this thing isn't out but i'm like it's money it's not people's lives it's not you know well
1: that's yeah (laughs) i think you just touched on what i would call a healthy perspective
0: oh yeah I think so. I like to think so these days. Yeah.
1: That's, that's a healthy perspective. Yeah.
0: And, uh, uh, I, I talked to a friend on the show on the record, as it were, who is a, um, a volunteer EMT. So he has to, he balances that between yes, in my day job where I'm a technical person, it is not life or death, but occasionally in the evenings when I'm out on a call, it is, it is. So, you know, so this, the work stuff doesn't stress him out at all because no matter how many alarms and things are going off, it's not life or death, right? <laughs>
1: yes. Do you, you just got me thinking about stress? Do you? Uh, do you ever? Some people call it the rule of three, the power of three to handle stressful situations. I tell my clients this one. Oh, it's a, kind of on my ten list. Uh, where if you're going through something stressful, or you you might deem stressful. Ask yourself, is this really going to be important? Three minutes, three hours, three days, three weeks, three months from now. I love that one. It keeps things in. That's,
0: that's a great one. Yeah.
1: I just find that as such a, my friend John Briggs taught me that years ago. And I it's never lost me. And the example he gave was in the airport. People were crazy. They would run over my mother to get to the gate. Oh, date.
2: My God.
1: And, yes. But it was funny, Kevin. Today is Wednesday. If mm-hmm. a problem at the airport, would you and I be talking about it three days from now? No. Would no. We, we wouldn't say, oh, uh, Dave and I were flying back from Newark and we were stuck for two hours. It would never come up again. We would yeah. never talk about that. Unless for some reason somebody said, oh, I was in Newark the other day and we were delayed. And then you and I go, oh, we were there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, people get stressed out about something that is so inconsequential that and I just think that was a great example. And it's always stuck with me that Johnny shared that. And I try to share it with my customers my clients and people. just think it's a yep. great one to keep perspective on let's not sweat the small stuff. The web, we can't get to our phones oh. tonight. For whatever reason, the power is down, no big deal. Let's go for a walk.
0: Whatever. Yeah. No, I'll go spend more time with my chickens. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, that's another podcast. We got to get on that subject. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I actually, um, on one of the work, we have a bad jokes channel in our Slack at work because, of course, we do. And one of the things that came across today was an image captioned, um, you know, man shortens two hour flight by one point seven seconds by standing up as soon as the plane lands. Oh you know that guy right yes. <laughs> you know that guy. yeah <clears throat> um all right on the other side of the coin and I bet I know the answer to this one. Do you celebrate successes? Oh, and if so how hundred
1: percent twice on Saturday. I've worked for people that do not Kevin Yeah And you know what I learned from that? Mm. They're not going to change, so I need to remove myself from that. Um, Because I'm such a believer in that, and I view success as – it could be as simple as maybe there's a client that you've been trying to get in front of for three years, and they finally said, I'll give you five minutes. Call me Tuesday. Right. That's a success. That should be calling your boss moment and saying, mm-hmm. you're not going to believe this, Kevin, but I just got access to this tech guy in North Carolina that I've been trying to get a hold of. <laughs> He's married to <laughs> Ursula. She writes books. Right, yeah. And they now will talk to me for five minutes. The question I would say is congratulations. You've got to tell me how you did that. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh. But unfortunately, not everyone thinks that way. They Mm-mm. start getting into, okay, what are you going to talk to him about? What are you gonna ask them? And they get tech, they get very tactical, but to me, step one is you have to enjoy that little win. Just as if somebody says, I'm gonna get up tomorrow and I'm gonna have a glass of water because it's good for me. I'm gonna try it. That's a win. You oh, should yeah. celebrate. I know some people listening might say, Oh, no, little things add up to big things if you can consistently do that. So enjoying successes to me, um, I go to people that care. I do not celebrate successes with people who do not care. I've got my friend, John. He'll call me. He's a vice president, very successful guy. He'll call me and say, I'm calling you about grace. She got into Annapolis because I know you really care. And we are thrilled she got in there because I do care. I, I think I'm happier than he was. I was like, this is unbelievable. Um, so I go to my inner circle people again, mm-hmm. Kevin, there's
0: not a lot of them.
1: As I've gotten older, my close tight knit has gotten smaller and
0: smaller for whatever. Yeah. Way. Although it's funny, I've noticed that my, my looser, like positive influences though, has gotten broader and broader. Um, good, you know, because I'm involved with, different communities not just through the podcast but through fandom through um my god there is a group of metal heavy metal fans in the southeast that we all go to concerts we all see each other and you know they're if you if you see them at a show if you see a, a sign that says pit crew or somebody wearing pit crew that's who it is and they're just like this big you know extended family of people who are taking care of each other at the shows or, you know, in between shows or whatever. Um, It's, you know, I've been looking more for things like that. Like I can, I have my tight people who I'll be like, Hey man, I just landed this interview. Just finished this interview with this great guy. Dave, you're going to love it. It's intense. It's incredible. You know, I have that small group, but as I've gotten older, I've also started embracing some of the meta communities as it were. Right.
1: Really cool of you to do that. I here's I have, a delineate, I have a line drawn a little bit. Can I share it with you on that? Sure. Because I'm with you. I love sharing positive. I still probably some would say over optimistic and positive. Where I love sharing good things. I love like for instance. The rule of three or the power of three I shared with you today is a great example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Where my delineation is this, Kevin, is if I have a personal success, won a certain client, did a big mm-hmm. talk, wrote a book, that success of my own is going to my inner circle. My right. meta that you talked about, if I hear mm-hmm. positivity or good things or something I heard. I am pretty good about going outside sharing with Joyce or lady in the building. It's amazing. Um, (laughs) But my success is I keep a little more closer to that small Mm -hmm. group. So I think we're aligned.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm not, I'm not out there telling everybody that, uh, you know, well, sometimes I am, it depends on, on the show, but you know, I'm not out there every time saying, man, I just talked to this great guy and, you know, and here's, you know, I don't spill out every positive thing, but it's like, you know, man, that was an intense set. That was great. I'm feeling stoked, Are you feeling stoked? You know, that sort of thing.
1: Well, I yeah. there's your authenticity coming out. Because if you did that, yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure you I mean, you seem like a great guy and a great host. <laughs> uh, but how how is it possible that you you're going to be perfect on every one of yours, and you're going to get a good guest? I, even on my podcast, and I haven't. You know, we're only closing in on twenty. We clearly have had some. We've hit home runs,
0: and we've had people oh, yeah. We're like,
1: I don't know if we want that all over social media, my friend.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know if we, if I actually want to release that one. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's no, that's authentic. No. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, although I have, I have, um, throughout the process, I, and I don't know if you've started to get this. Um, I want to say it was about twenty episodes in. I started to get the. Uh, We see you have guests. Do you want a guest post? Do you want a a guest blog? Do you want, you know, here's a person we want to have on as a guest. I have to be very careful and filter through and review every single one of them. I don't want a blanket turned down. I might miss, I have, I have almost missed some amazing guests. Oh, right. But there are some where I just look at it and I go that, yeah, that is absolutely not somebody who is appropriate for the show.
1: Oh yeah. And you know what? Good for you to do that because in fact, I just have a. Guest, I'm having on my show, and he's great. He said, "I want to make sure that I don't disappoint you, the show, or myself." And he said himself last. I was like, "Yeah, this is the kind of guy I want to talk to." Yeah,
0: that is that is fantastic. We'll trade names later, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. So, um, all right. Uh, We're going to talk about the book, I think, a little more in-depth in a minute. Sure, love to. But uh, that is uh, pretty much all of the official questions, except um, we don't ask our fans or listeners for money anymore. Um, Starting in 2021, we we made a conscious decision. We're in great shape. We are incredibly privileged, and we kind of don't want for anything. And it is much more important for our listeners, our fans, whoever, to give their money to people who need it so much more than we do uh, so we ask our guests for for a charity or two or i think in your case you said three yeah so yeah, yeah. uh yeah
1: where,
0: where should people send their money
1: do <laughs> instead it, of to us do it stevie's way foundation it's about a young man who was 18 years old uh was going in for what so-called routine heart surgery that he had to get fixed from when he was a little kid and There were some complications. An amazing family. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Wish Forever Foundation, another young man at a young age, just left us too early. And then I'm on the board of this organization, and they're good friends of mine. The Mm -hmm. Care Kit Foundation. Care Kit Foundation. All of these are based in Chicagoland area, Illinois. The Care Kit Foundation, where they provide the little things that unfortunately I take for granted, deodorant, yeah, and yeah. Food, toothpaste, and they put it together and get this to people who really need it.
0: And it's it's amazing. Like, How many people only think about giving that sort of, well, they never think about giving that sort of thing. It's always uh, around Thanksgiving. There's that can of French cut beans. We're going to put it in the hopper. And Okay, there. I've done my, my thing to feed people for this yeah, year. I feel and, better about
1: myself now, Kevin.
0: Yeah. And, and, and these people, you know, in, in these situations need help, need these basic necessities year round, not just food, but you're right. Toothpaste, toothbrushes. Um, I know there's an organization out there whose sole mission is to build beds for children who don't have them. Mm. Right. Um, but And you don't think, you know, you know, and, and it's these sorts of things that I, I find uh, moving, powerful and inspiring that there are people out there who have, have put these together to say, you know what, he wants a toothbrush, he can't afford a toothbrush, let's make sure he gets a toothbrush and toothpaste and maybe some dental care or, you know, the, the base necessities, right? It's great. All right. So tell us about the book. Although you've talked a lot about the book, yeah. I don't know like, what's. Yeah. <laughs> I,
1: I, I could talk all day about it. I love it. Um, and it's actually getting fun. It, it's getting thrilling. And I say thrilling, and Ursula probably could speak on this. And I'd love for you to mention it to her. I'm getting feedback now because it it launched on Amazon on May 2nd. So I'm getting people asking oh, yeah. me and calling me and emailing me. Love this chapter. Love this story, like this. So that's been fun. That's been great. Yeah. Right here. Right. I mean, that's just been a joy. The book, Win the 16 Principles and Strategies Optimize Your Day, is all built on things that we can control early successes to our day, uh, a chapter on unforeseen challenges. I share steps. What do we do? Um, uh, stress. I talk about steps. What do we do when stress hits us at work or Personally, um, take a deep breath. Nice. Take yeah. a couple deep. If you, if people would just take deep breaths, I still do this before I public speak. I'm going to do a talk in front of 150 people next week. I'll take some deep, and it just. I'm not a golfer, but golfers take deep breaths before. Oh, yeah. uh, it just works. Uh, little mm-hmm. things like that can really calm us down. So the book is about. It's for any organization leader individual who wants to just be better than they were yesterday Oh, and when i say that i mean it might be something that has just fallen off the radar oh you know what i haven't looked at my goals for the quarter or they might look at it and say boy i haven't really challenged myself mentally in a long time because if you don't yeah mental. Your mental mindset, if you don't work on your mental toughness, it's like every other muscle. It will atrophy and you won't be like you were yesterday. Um, I give challenges Mm -hmm. in there and I say, hey, don't do my challenge for mental toughness. You come up with yours. But here's what I did to work on it. So it's a lot of that that they can take away. They want to steal the ideas. Awesome. My hope is they get (laughs) ideas and customize it and say, this would work for me. And empower them to do it, what they would say yeah. best fit for them,
0: mind and body. Absolutely. And we're we're big fans of the uh, take what works and throw away the rest. And yeah. adapt, adapt, adapt. Yeah.
1: And we learn from each other, and mm-hmm. that's all. I the hope is a lot of the ideas in the book, uh, there's some they can steal, and then there'll be others that will stimulate better ideas. Yeah. Uh, one thing I say in the book, because after each chapter, I have the takeaways. I love books that have takeaways at each chapter. <laughs> and get me, Kevin, I don't cheat. I still read the book, but I like that. <laughs> I just, I, that's the way my yeah, yeah. works. I love recaps. And one of them, I say, I view an annual physical as a report card. How did I do this? Okay. Year? How did I do this year? Um, which is a little different. Probably the average duck is not thinking that way, but really, how did I, how did I do this year on my health?
0: Yeah, no, um, I'm a type two diabetic, so it sort of is a report card. Like, am I doing, you know, am I doing the right things? Am I doing okay? Is there anything I need to look at and maybe change or tweak or tune? Um, as I look at my watch where I have a display for my glucose monitor to tell me I'm fine right now. Right. Um,
1: Good for you. Way to stay on top of it, Kevin.
0: Yeah, no. um, I cannot recommend, you know, a smart watch that links to whatever your glucose monitor is highly enough because that way you're not sticking your finger all the time. And it's so easy to forget to stick your finger or find out that, you know, you can only afford so many strips for months. So you have to budget them. Oh, it's a mess. Yes. Um, But yeah, I, I, I hear you on the report card. Maybe not the same for everybody, but you know, I, in our case, yeah, no, do, do I need to adjust anything to be better to, you know, keep going? Right.
1: Absolutely. To be our best, our mind and body have to be flowing. Um, Yep. Just the world is too complex, too tough, too hard. Our competitors are too talented. They're Mm -hmm. good that if we don't have that maximum amount of energy to handle, what's going to hit us at two or three, four o'clock in the afternoon over time, that will hurt us and affect us. So that's where the whole, yeah. going just gives us a better chance to win. ultimately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Now
0: uh, I'm going to, I'm going to ask the question. This, this one just occurred to me. Um, I have a lot of, um, I have several listeners that have come out uh, over the years um that, and several guests who, um, maybe they have a, uh, uh, they have a chronic condition or debilitating, um, you know, disease or something along those lines and their energy levels, again, are significantly lower than someone like you or me, who is, you know, much more able, um, and privileged in some ways. What, what, how would you say they address that? You know, if I've got, yes, you know, you know, if I've got my, uh, using spoon theory as the example, of course, if I've got my twelve spoons, and you know, I have to be very careful about where I, I spend that energy to get everything done. You know how how would you uh, how would you approach that? Yes,
1: and let's throw another variable into it. How about if we throw some social socioeconomic economic issue into that too?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: I had my. And, and I had my bro. So I, my brother does a podcast. My other mm-hmm. brother, um, he ended up passing away. He passed away. Way too young. Oh, 54. Thank you. Wow. Um, and yeah. And he had uh, epilepsy mm-hmm. at most later in life. And the way he ended up passing away, we don't know. He had an epileptic seizure in the bathtub. Wow! Right. I mean, what are the odds? Right. Yeah. Tell me. right. Well, thank goodness my mom said it, and I totally agree with her. Thank goodness he wasn't behind the wheel, and it hurt somebody else. And hurt.
2: Oh yeah. Him. No. So
1: we're blessed that it happened away from that. But on the other end, how often does a man take a bath and he's at home and by himself? I mean, in a year, we're probably not huge numbers. So then, it goes back to, you know, was he compliant with his medications? Yeah, yeah, all
0: that. It's stuff. always the first question, right? Yeah, yeah. We
1: no one has that answer. We don't know. We have hunches. We have feelings. Whatever happened. Mm-hmm. So the question you asked me is a very fair question because the first mm-hmm. thing off the top of my head, my natural progression would: everyone should be seeing a doctor. With okay. Not everyone's been like me, who since I've been out of school at the age of twenty-one, every company I've worked for. Guess what? I had free every year, physical. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I've been getting a physical since I was twenty-one, free. And actually, I played college basketball, so then I was getting physical there. So I'm a little bit spoon-fed. Now, granted, I earned getting the jobs where I did, and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But for me to get a physical. When it's free, I the people I really think are a little bit need to reevaluate are the ones who can get it for you don't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are the ones. Yeah. The people you're talking about here is if they can't get it or if there's limitations, um, mm-hmm. somehow we got to get them to a doctor because they're the ones that got to give them the plan. I say that in the book. If you're making any changes to your life with nutrition or physical activity. You gotta go to you gotta go to a coach. You gotta go to a nutritionist. Mm -hmm. You gotta go to a doctor. Um, And I wasn't saying it's for liability. I was saying because I mean it. Like they, that first step in any change, they've got to go to. But it's got to be little steps. Everyone's Mm -hmm. agenda should be different. Everyone should be like I said. A win for some people might be, I might start drinking five glasses of water tomorrow because I don't drink it at all, and I know I should be doing ten. But I'm going to go yeah, yeah. tomorrow. Little baby steps on that journey, mm-hmm. reading and educating on basic things, I think would be a good start for people. I think a lot of people know, too. Mm-hmm. They just aren't cognizant of. And that's where hopefully my book will go. You know what? I do know this. This isn't ground breaking, but I can start drinking a little bit more water. I can right, start right.
0: doing this.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know if I answered it for you, but.
0: Yeah. We, we, we danced around it. So we'll, uh, we'll accept it at that. Um, Fair. Wow. Okay. No, that was a lot of fun. Um, Thank you. Yeah. No, thank you, Dave. Um, All right. Where can we find you online if you want to share that? Uh, I'm sure at least the website for the book. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. So uh, Pygon1.com. That's Pygon, P-Y-G-O-N. And then the word one, O N E dot com. You can find all about my consulting company there, as well as we've got a link to the book to take you right to Amazon, as you can imagine. We can't make it any easier for you.
0: Get right. Uh,
1: I have win the 16org That's just for the book. But again, pygon1.com. Will absolutely get you. Through.
0: Has the links to everything? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. My technology guy is really smart. <laughs> awesome. He knows how to do that. Right. So it was a pleasure yeah. to be with you and an honor to be on your podcast.
0: You know, absolutely uh, fantastic. And I tell you what, next time uh, you're for the next book, you know, let's uh, let's catch up and let's see how things have changed, or if you're doing anything differently, or where you're at.
1: Ooh, we will. And you got to let me know when you're in town.
0: Uh Yeah, yeah, I will absolutely do that. I'm sure you're busy. But absolutely. Susan
1: and I can come and say hello.
0: <laughs> Sounds great. Um, thank you, Kevin. Thank you. And then for the uh, people at home, we will be right back after this. And we are back. You know, I had such a great time talking to Dave, and I hope you enjoyed our conversation as much as I did. And, you know, that's... Really, what else can I say except thank you, Dave, and uh, anytime you want to come back, right? Always welcome. Uh, All right, so first up, we need a word. What is our word this week? Oh, wait, I don't have a foil to bounce off of. Oh, I miss her when she's not here. Did you notice that? Anyway, our word this week is little steps. All one word, little steps. And you go to productivityalchemy.com. You go to the place that says activity code. You type in little steps, no spaces. You press submit and you get a badge. And it's an awesome badge. I don't know how awesome because I haven't made it yet, but I handcraft each and every one of these badges every week just for you. Yes, you. Even those of you who don't collect the badges, I, it's for you anyway. So you can find out more about badges, you can find out more about what you can do with them, and, you know, you can collect more at ProductivityAlchemy.com. You can also check out the links for this episode, where I, I will have links to Dave's book, I will have links to several of the things we talked about, I will have links to all kinds of things, and you can check them out. You can also check out the links for past episodes, listen to past episodes, and... Yeah, and uh, there's no longer a forbidden link. Yeah, I, I I went out and I replaced the support form which used to be the forbidden link with a list of all the charities we've spotlighted in the last, since we started doing this and I'm just going to add to it. Um, so we're doing fine financially, which is why I got rid of the support page. There's no more forbidden link. Uh because we we don't need it and there are other people who need it way more than we do and Dave's recommendation this week of people who need it way more than we do uh, first is Do It Stevie's the Do It Stevie's Way Foundation um, which runs a memorial baseball tournament uh, in honor of um, Stevie who man uh, talk about a kid who could uh, read the bio on the website Um, second is the uh, 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 the It's either the. I'm pretty sure, in fact, it's the uh, (laughs) the uh, uh, Weish Forever Foundation, uh, the Andrew Weisher Foundation, um, which is uh, to brings joy and financial relief to adolescents and young people battling cancer. Um, If I looked, I I thought at first it was Wish Forever, uh, which. Goes to the Make a Wish Foundation. They're all awesome too. I'll link them in. And finally, the Care Kit Foundation, which I think is an astounding—we don't think about it—five hundred one c three that is providing toiletries and hygiene products and school supplies to people in need uh, for houseless and uh, you know people who don't have access to the school supplies or the food, the toiletries or whatever they need. It is absolutely uh, uh, phenomenal. And all of these are doing great work. And, you know, um, pick one, pick all, support them. Don't send us money, send them money. That's about all I got to say. And that is it for this week. So, um, yeah, um, Ursula will be back, I hope, next week. She should be recovered from... All the stuff. Right now she's complaining a lot because she has bandages on her boobs and um, apparently has to wear a supportive garment uh, for the next two days, even in her sleep, which I, I know some of you are aware is somewhat restricting if uh, if you have to. So, you know, especially if you are of the larger size as she is. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that is it for this week. I know I'm rambling, I know you all miss Ursula, so do I. So why don't you all go out there and do your best to um, stay productive.